Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's Hump Day with Swanee and Friends. This is part two, Dane Swan, Samantha Riches, and guest friend, Brett Deledio. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, I, must been, um, I must admit, I was a bit surprised when I saw the text come through. Oh. You know, Dane and I have obviously had our run-ins on the field. We've done a couple mm. of little cashies <laughs> together, but yeah, um, yeah it's, um, it's good to be in here. What was it like on the field next to him? Uh, He's too quick for me. Yeah. <laughs> so he weren't next to him yeah. very long. No, no. Gonna, mate, I'm not sure he knew who I was. He <laughs> just gave me the mate. He was too busy kicking the footy. I was yeah. just chasing. He used to kill us. <laughs> yeah, a lot. All right, enough. Enough. He of did. That. He kicked Come five against here. us one day, I think, when you went for four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. Yeah. That was a big night, that one, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, it's a great week to get you in. You got the retirement of uh, Jack Rewald and uh, and uh, Trent Cochin, and Dim has got the job at the at the uh, at the Gold Coast. So, the obvious opening question on this podcast is: How did you find Heath Shaw as a teammate? Um, <laughs> sure. um, he, he's a beauty, sure. Um, what? Yeah, what he is on the field is completely different off the field, so to speak. And he's um, he's, he's not well. <laughs> you don't reckon? Uh, he's a, he's a he's Oh, he's he, he surprised me, you know. Like he, I didn't think he'd be as caring as what he was you know, off the field. Like he went out of his way a lot mm. to make sure that I fit into the club really well. And um, obviously, he wasn't didn't wasn't liking the situation I was, uh, wife and kids and whatever else. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, I think that might be part of it too. <laughs> yeah. He's um, yeah, loves a good time, Heath, and really he gelled so well with the young boys because yeah. he, because of that good time mm, yeah. stuff, you know. But. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's, a interesting, he's an interesting cat, Pete. That's yeah, sure. no, he's, he's good. He's good fun. Well, he's a lunatic. What but do you mean good. by he was different off-field to what you expected on-field? Well, just a com- mad competitor on-field that's yeah. just um, constantly on and yelling and screaming and barking at people for not doing the right thing and then yeah. off the field. Still does that a fair bit. And, um, you know, I've, yeah, I've never seen a bloke run a time trial in his Speedos. You know, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. That's the different sort of stuff that I'm that's talking about. That's not an image I needed for a Wednesday morning. Thank you. <laughs> not at all. Nah. All right, uh, talk about the boys and their retirement and uh, what, what you thought uh, watching it all. Did you go? No, well, I wanted to go, but my wife has had a she had a birthday party with all her school friends planned for like three months. I was yeah. like, oh, this is really important. She's like, more, you know how it goes. Yeah, well, we do, uh, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and mother-in-law was away, so yeah, I had no out. But uh, watched it on TV. And, yeah, look, I thought it was the right call that uh, the, bo- the boys finished up. I thought they've got a lot out of their career and, um, you know, they're – you could just see signs, and you know when the signs are. You know, as an outsider inside, you probably think you still can play mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, 
But I think the boys um, made a great call and um, they sent off really well. The club did it really well. I was yeah. surprised at how many people stayed around after it. Yeah. Lap of honour and all that sort of stuff. It was um, – I'd never seen that before. So um, 59,000 there, Dane, Dane's nearest to pin. I, I thought the Tiger Army would have got, got a bit more there. Yeah, yeah, there was 58 of them. There was 1,000 yeah. in North. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and a yeah. few coteries. Yeah. Um, no, I think – yeah, it was against North. Had it been a yeah. big game against Collingwood or yeah. Essendon Carlton, yeah. something like that, it might you would have definitely got more. But there wasn't a lot riding on it. Let's be honest. What What you mm-hmm. two have in common that they don't is that your body's packed it in. You probably couldn't have got any any more because <laughs> that, that was just it. Your body said that. So have you, have you thought about that psychology that when your bodies don't necessarily say you have to stop, but you're below your best. Yeah, oh, I think for me essentially, I up upstairs I felt great. You yeah, know, and I. Uh, I still watch it now, and I think I can still play. Yeah, of you course. Know, you yeah. still get a kick. Um, yeah. Are you playing? Uh, AFL nines. Yeah, yeah just no. down here in, in Malvern, but yeah. um, in the over thirty fives. Of course, absolutely. Um, yeah. if it, do you know Dane's still playing? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I play. I play two games this week. I play Saturday and Sunday. Super rules. I play, you play. Come down and play supers. Yeah, who do you play with? Dom Valley, Lafave, Aaron Woods. Is oh. Chewy there? Is it yeah, Chewy? Chewy. Yeah, yeah Chewy's Chewy. been on to me for <laughs> ages. So Chewy played with my brother at North okay. Flag. Um, yeah. Good man. He's yeah. like, I need you to come down. We're a bit <laughs> short. Um, but Sundays doesn't work. I'm radio on yeah, Sundays, Sundays, but I'm, I'm a chance. You know, I said in the future, mate, I'll definitely yeah. come down and play with you. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I've, I've been asked a lot of times to come and play, but yeah. uh, it doesn't interest me unless... It's got to be something for Yeah, no, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're on the right podcast. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, so... When you finish, when you when your body can't get to where your brain expects, that's when you got to give it up. Yeah. Well, um, obviously I couldn't with my foot. And it was your calf, wasn't calf, it? Calf. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So that's basically what it is. But when you, I guess you full when you're able bodied, <coughs> you still think you can get there. You can't see it, but everyone else yeah. can see it. Like when you start getting caught holding the ball a bit more when you're trying and like you, you know, you you drop a mark so you're short or you can't, you know, you, some bloke speed and pass you. Like, Fuck, I was much quicker than him two years ago. What's happened? That's when, yeah. But, you know, it's, I guess, on like, we, our bodies let us down, so we had to go. But, thankfully, oh, we I, we made the decision to go instead of sort of... Tapped on the shoulder. Yeah, mate. You're hopeless now. Out you go. <laughs> so, it's one of those things. Uh, talk about the boys individually and your associations with them. Firstly, Trent. Uh, yeah, look, Trent came in as the wonder kid, essentially, as pick two, I think it was, back in... Only pick two. Only yeah. pick two, yeah, yeah, just missed the pick one. <laughs> Carlton had their chance. Who was one? Cruiser, I reckon. Cruiser, but yeah, yeah, they wanted a Ruckman, so... Yeah, um, yeah he, he was a Tyke supporter, I, I believe, <laughs> Trent, already. Um, and, yeah, he, he came in, did some things, you just like, yeah, this kid's going to be great. You can see he already had leadership written all over him. In which way? As far as specifics with leadership? <laughs> oh, just in, in the way he prepared himself, you know, what he expected of him, but also his teammates, the the kids around him as well. Um, you could see that he was going to challenge people to, to come along for the ride, so to speak, um, which is, you know, it's a great attribute to have. But, you know, you saw the, the best parts of his footy, I think, mm. around that 2011, 2012, 2013, you know, he's an unbelievable midfielder, just mm. win it um, at will, go forward, kick, kick goals. But then really changed his game style, essentially, um, 2017 onwards, to be this bash and crash, defensive-minded mid that, um, you know, it wasn't all about Trent, essentially. It was about how can I make my teammates better? And I think that's – I wasn't there to witness that, but certainly talking to the boys, it was um, Pro- so so. Prolonged his career, for sure. It definitely did. Definitely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think he had to pivot because 
the speed and the have, I was dusting, you know, sort of pressed out. Dustin was all doing that, so he did need to pivot. And he obviously, so what good captains do and what good leaders mm. do, and he found a way to contribute without being the best player on the ground every week. And you know, Wookie obviously led them to about three flags in four years, so he obviously did a remarkable and job Steve of figuring out that fourth one. I mean, Mason Cox doesn't <laughs> yeah. turn into uh, Wayne, Wayne Carey, Carey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and. Uh, so Dane's got a theory that the, there's a very short list of Brownlow winners who have brilliant defensive games. So you're yep. saying he, he managed to change that side of things. Well, I don't think defence was the, the number one attribute that he had in 2012 when yeah, he won it. Absolutely. Um, you win it, Dane? Uh, <laughs> it's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'll let you tell that. Yeah. I'm not going to jump in. Exactly. Um, but look, yeah, it's... They're the best ball winners for a reason. Yeah, these guys. It's not because they run around and tackle. And the yeah. Finn um, McGuinness ain't winning the Brownlow this year. Let me tell you. No, he's not. No, um, no. That's your big call. No, oh. he's very good at what he does, but yeah. he's never winning a Brownlow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Unless he becomes a ball winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, I think that the biggest thing is that it's. Uh, I mean, you're, not, you're second to the footy all the time, yeah. you know. But the best players are the ones that go and hunt it and they go and find it and they can distribute it uh, while someone's hanging off them and still, you know, be able to do that 30-odd time. So, um, yeah, there's... How did you personally think of that, that that sort of change in footy through your career, that the accountability side of things that really came in? Oh, yeah, I got channels footage. Pardon? Yeah, oh, geez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was... Fucked a lot of careers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, behind the goals footy, I got challenged really hard back in 2009 about exactly. Um, Plough <laughs> just got the sack. Yeah. Um, Jade Rawlings was in charge, and Wayne Campbell was really hard on me in this sense, a great mentor and mate of mine. But he, you know, was there's a game I was against St Kilda, I was supposed to be on Jason Graham, and he's gone that way. I've gone this way. He runs through and kicks a goal, and they were just like, "That was shit ass!" In front of everyone, I was about to get dropped. They were going to play Alex Rance on the ball, key back, key yeah. forward, um, on the ball instead of me. I was going to play twos. Yeah, in hindsight, if that had happened, if I'd have been dropped, I would have ended up probably at the Pies instead of Luke Ball. Ended up no. there. Twenty ten, yeah. they win the flag. <laughs> I stay at the Tigers, bottom of the ladder, and then go through a rebuild. So. Um, Sliding doors, isn't it? But, 100%. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, the, the accountability side of things, it was – I think if you're in a good side and you are a good midfielder, a lot of things get swept under the rug and it's like go and hunt the footy, do Absolutely. what you do because you, you're a great player. When and, you're, and you're taking – and you're winning, so you you can take more chance because you more or not have got the ball and you're going yes, forward. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you're a bad side – why are we ba- why are we so bad? You, we need you to do both sides of the ball. We, you yeah. have to. Be, you can't be just a downhill skier, you know. So, I think when Richmond became really good, that's when we saw the best of Dusty, you know, because yeah. he was just like he's unbelievable forward half player. Yeah. Um, I don't think in 2017. I'm not sure he stepped inside the defensive <laughs> fifty. No, not at all. He <laughs> <No>. started <laughs> get to the line. There was almost a big brick wall yeah. there, and then uh, he'll do all his damage there. But the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'm a D's man, and. Um, uh, I'm only saying this because, you know, like most fans, I've got really no idea what's going on out there. But I went to a briefing that Amuse t- took during the year. Yeah. And they've got the down-the-ground vision. I could not believe Oliver and Petrarca are looking over their shoulder at where their man is while they're hunting the ball at the same time. But the, the accountability of footy now is ridiculous. Well, it's it's just so you don't get embarrassed on Monday yeah, morning. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, look at him there. He's looking, you know. Yeah, he's, what's he looking at? Yeah. I, hope I'm on the, I hope I'm on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, so perfect. Yeah. yeah. This is shit out. Oh, yeah. no, where am I? Oh, Christ. Well, no, because you're looking, you're like, especially for the ball winners, you like, you have that instinctual decision, like, 
do I go with him or do I just pull up a little bit and hope that that ball gets turned over there? Because that I'm ball fresh. gets turned over there, I'm fucking out here. <laughs> I'm about 80 metres. You know, usually when you win a seven out of ten times, it works. But then that one time you look fucking horrible. You're like, yeah. fuck, that doesn't come up with this thing. So it's always just that little bit. Oh, if I, I've got to sprint 50 minutes, that's really going to hurt. So if we turn over, I'm not going to be able to get back on the fat side. Uh, I'll just tread water a little bit. <laughs> then you can see it going and you're like, fuck, I've got to go now. And you're like, and you're like just that four metres too late yeah. and like they get it and do it. And then sure you enough, score on the mark somewhere. Like f- footy gods, though. If you just don't go, it always ends up in their lap or they'll <laughs> yeah. get a goal or something. Like, exactly. You know yeah. what's coming. Like, I'm pretty tired. Nah, 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 not this one. It's definitely not getting annoying. Then, boom, random bounce. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh and what about Jack? Uh, where did you see his development through his career? Uh, one of the rarest individuals when he first <laughs> came in. We talked about Shorey before. Uh, Jack's um, probably on the same spectrum a little bit in terms of um, different. Came in like the already ready orangey hair, but with streaks of purple and brown and <laughs> driving a big purple combi. Like, um, just a kid from Tassie that had no idea, but incredible belief in his own ability. Yeah. Um, Spent some time down in the twos, obviously, because we had Richo still there. Jay Schultz was coming through at the time. Uh, learned his craft a little bit, but always knew he was going to be a, a great player because he just had this inner belief. Yep. Um, for a guy that's won 93, 94, his ability to catch it um, against bigger bodies and um, take huge hangs. like he, He's got some, a fair resume in terms <laughs> yeah. of hangers. Um, mate, I was on the back page with him one day. <laughs> Were you yeah, underneath? Yeah, yeah. underneath? Yeah, I was underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got feel it coming too. I was on the wing, and I had to back back. I was like, and I fucking knew it was him too. I was like, oh, please, please, just fumbling it. Yep, sat on my head and took it. I was like, oh, god damn it. I was, oh, I, I, I was watching his highlights on three sixty, whatever it was. I was like, fucking please don't show me. But, but they didn't, which was nice. They left me out of it. But he could jump on heads, no problem. Yeah. And it, did he too change his career sort of? Yeah, like again, probably 2017, I reckon they lacked another key forward. It was him and then all the little mosquito fleet. So yep. he became a really selfless, um, uh, in, like it wasn't just all about Jack kicking the goals. You know, started to see him tap it to players and look for the square up. And yeah. it was really so like... Where, where was mine? Yeah. Wow. Well, where was it? Yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> <big fella. laughs> um, just getting a bake. Yeah. Or, or you coming down. Um, but it was really that probably that Geelong model um, yep. where they tried to outdo each other with yeah. goal assists and whatever else, you know. So, um, yeah, it, his ability to see what's going on up the field is as good as any player that I've ever played with. Really? Um, yeah, like just understands the intricacies of the ball and where it's going to bounce and how the things are going to unfold. And that's why it gets on the end of so many because he just understands it. And because you mentioned him, so the, the, the two mega stars that you play with, Richo to Dusty, uh, what yep. was your relationship with both? Um, well, Richo and essentially... He was the big dog when he, he was there. He was the big dog. Um, <laughs> he still thinks he is sometimes, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, bless him. Um, uh, and, and one of, you know... Get him with his mates and he's the, the big, big alpha dog. Yeah. Get him in a, uh, a social setting with other people that he doesn't quite know who mm. he really calms down and yeah. he's the big manners and oh, no, yeah. very generous with his time, whatever else. Get him Richo one out. And it's, remember how many gut marks I took, how many goals I kicked on the G-boys and, you know, please, you know. Um, but one of the most generous um, teammates I ever had um, – would always, you know, look to take you along to concerts and um, take you out for lunch and dinners and whatever else, pick you up whenever you needed to. Um, yeah, uh, a true gentleman in that sense. Um, Dusty, on the other hand, he's a bit, um, <laughs> bit different. He was a kid when he first came in and just didn't understand the ins and outs of footy, essentially. Knew how to play, but 
everything that needed to come along with it as well. I used to get him up to my mum and dad's house a lot. He loved riding dirt bikes. So I'd, uh, we'd train Saturday morning straight up to mum and dad's, go up there, ride all day, drink most of the night, and then come back and into it again on a Monday. It just broke up our pre-season for us. Um, he's mad on a motorbike, mind you. Um, <laughs> crazy. Uh, but, you know, but he'd come over to my house most nights before games. Um, I had a table tennis table in a three-bedroom apartment, so a tiny little area and get constantly getting in trouble. But he'd play until... 11 o'clock at night, sweating up a storm. <laughs> it just it kept his mind busy more than yeah. anything else. Um, yeah, so I had a great relationship with him um, essentially for until I left. Um, still stay in touch here and there and still would call him a, a close mate. But obviously when you when you leave, you sort of yep. go your own ways a little bit. But he's he's a quiet kid. Dane knows him as well as anyone um, that he likes to keep to himself. He's not, he doesn't chase the, the limelight, the stardom or anything like that. He's hard man to get a hold of sometimes. His phone's broken most of the time. <laughs> well, it seems yeah. it is. Um, yeah. you, you've got to see him in person or catch him. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you can text him that day and he'd be great. And then if you do it again out of the blue, it's... Um, Gonski. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's... Yeah. But he's, he's actually like a really humble, um, well-mannered... He'd come over for dinner and he'd bring over a bottle of wine or some chocolates or flowers for my wife. And, um, you know, I went to the, down in the rooms just the other day and he came over, saw both my... Uh, one of my kids, my little nephews were there. Um, you know, gave him a hug and whatever else, mate. So he's he's great with that sort of stuff. Uh, so what you've basically <laughs> described is the only thing in common in footy clubs is everyone's really good at playing footy because <laughs> the personalities are all over. So place. different, mate. Yeah. So different, and it takes forty different people to to win a um, a flag, so to speak. But um, and you're never going to be mates with all of them either. Like you, your butt heads, and yeah, you got obviously your rat packs. Um, <laughs> I don't think we had one at Richmond. We had. Yeah, just groups of guys that just like to do and go and do their own thing and whatever else, and they're not footy heads. But then you got your footy heads that really. Were you a footy head? I was probably yeah. Yeah. Um, still enjoyed a good time, but I was really focused on um, diet and making sure I was prepared and ready to go. I used to enjoy watching these boys go down to Richmond and they'd be in the Richmond roast with a hot gravy roll and chips <laughs> and still come out and get 30 and we're sitting there with poached eggs <laughs> and avo and trying to be... I love that store, so good. <laughs> Wasn't it good? Yeah, it was great. Where's this? Richard, I just like a... So the day before a game, we'd go and eat like just like yeah, roast chicken, gravy, chips <laughs> and all that. It was, it was brilliant. I <laughs> to love it. Um, but like... Not fair. No, it wasn't fair. <laughs> but that's... Like, I've always said like... So if I tried to do what Brett did or Pendles did or something, I've, uh, I would have burned out. I'd be like, I can't fucking live like this. Like, that's just the way they prepared and that's why they were so good. But vice versa, you'd probably try to live how I live. They probably couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it was, it was like Dusty with the table. It was the release we needed. Like I needed to be able to eat what I wanted. And my skin files always just under what they needed. I needed to be able to go. Be Some people like to play golf. I like to go and see my friends and have a beer and relax. So that's... That's just how it was. It's, I wanted to enjoy everything about being an AFL football, not just the on-field stuff. I wanted to enjoy the off-field stuff too. What about mentally? Dane always says that he, he had two hours a week and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> when the game started, when the game finished. Were you good mentally like that or did you tend to uh, consume it all? Nah, no, I consumed far too much, especially early. I yeah. consumed a hell of a lot and it probably learned the hard way really in terms of what it's like to switch off and not let the result um, control your whole week <laughs> or your, your whole life. Yeah, um, it's a it's a fine balance though because like Dame was just saying, it's like I was um, I was finely tuned in that sense that if I didn't do everything right, I don't I didn't feel like I was prepared and ready to go on that Saturday. Um, but then there's still that point. I probably worked it out. 2014, I started um, doing meditation and, and 
changing the way I, I thought about footy in terms of what everyone else was thinking about me. You know, I worried about that too much. Yeah. Um, and I found footy so much more enjoyable and I played so much better as a result of it, you know? Yeah. <coughs> and, and are you able – now, so now you're a player manager. Are you yep. able to impart that sort of 100%. balance a lot to yeah, your kids? Yeah, and, and I try and lean on that a lot in yeah. terms of being able to say to boys, listen, there's – your footy is what you've got, but you've got to have an outlet. But you've also got to understand that if you overthink and whatever else, you're going to forget or you're not going to be able to play just on instinct, which footy is hundred most of the time, you know. Yeah. You sit there and you think about it more often than not. It's like that thinking of I've got to go here, but I didn't quite go. Your team, yeah, opposition gets it. You know, yeah, your things just happen. You got to um, and trying to instill that in young blokes is they're like, oh, I never really thought about that. I was like, but I take little bits of you know podcasts and what um, the great players say and do, and it's like, yeah, I can use that little bit of knowledge. You know, what, what he said there is you should try this. You know, yep. Um, and the first instinct stuff's hard these days because. The defensive coach now is so drilled. It's like, <coughs> oh, when the ball's here, when they turn the ball on you, right, team defense, you've got to be pushed over. If you're playing on the wing, you've got to be this pocket. So as soon as the ball is turned, you're like, fuck, where should I need to be? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just so worried, where, you're so worried about where you need to be in your team defense or when you've got the ball where you need to be, which way the game plan is where, as from 10 to where you get drafted, it's all just like that, bang, where's the ball? Um, you know, everyone you know talks about what you're thinking about during a game. As soon as I get rid of it, Exactly the thing I was thinking of is when I'm, when I'm getting it again. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that was all about all right, fuck. I got thinking of running around for four minutes. How I has? Where's my next kick coming from? Yeah. So that's where I was. But now it's all right. Ball gets turned over. Fuck right. I got to go back to my left. So like it can take a little bit of the instinct out of the game. So that's why I reckon the sides that are good and the players that are still play off instinct. It's what. Do you I think believe. that's why when we see some young kids that are drafted high and got all these high expectations and you saw them in their under-18s and they were just flary and exciting to watch and then they get into a Gets coached a out of them. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they, they're trying to create some robots that can just run up and down all day and fill a spot. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. So I see clubs, going to the wrong club can fuck you too. Mm. Like if you go to a club that is super defensive, and just like, you know, like Nick Dacos, if he had played in, you know, probably – when Bucks was taken, when I was so defensive, there's no way he would have had the year he had because it was all slow ball movement, like just chip around and let's not take the game on where Nick came in, flies, just gone, you know, Play. do what you do. So he's allowed to keep mm. those balls in the middle, step people and run around. So it, it can be a productive environment as well. Yeah, you've seen that from uh, what Craig McRae's doing. It seems as an, as an outsider, he was never good enough out there, but um, <coughs> but he's tapped into the mental side of the game that probably is yep. the most under under appreciated. Yeah, well, I had Fly as a development coach back in 08 or 09, I reckon yep. it was. Um, and then he went to Collingwood, but then left and then eventually came back. Yeah, and now he's yeah the senior coach. Um, sorry, he went back to Richmond first yes. and coached the VFL there for a little while and then got the senior gig, but... His ability to allow players to bring their strengths, I think, is as good as um, as good as anyone out there. But I think that comes a little bit off the back of what Dimmer was doing as well. Your strengths will cover your weaknesses, and and vice versa for every teammate that's out there. So um, you can see in the way they play that it's not for fear of failure with the way they go out and uh, and have a crack in. You, you think about that behind the goals vision and I'm not going to take that kick because I'll, it might turn over and then we'll be back the other way or I'm not going to run defensively. It's like, well, have a go at it and we'll make it up and we'll fix it up if we can. So, yeah, he, he's fantastic at that and um, they're getting there. I mean, they've been a bit of a lull at the moment, but hopefully they yeah. can... Uh, they wouldn't want to lose to Western on Friday night. <coughs> no, they won't. Um, they wouldn't want to, no. They're not, not, no one's panicking yet, but... They they're get not playing their best, They get they? flogged by Essendon. 
the panic stages will kick in. You want to mm. you want to go in with a little soft kill or yes. uh, on Friday night, even though no Darcy and Nick, but I think they'll just about be full strength apart from that. But yeah, they wouldn't want to lose by five goals to Western and after what they copped on the weekend. Mm. Uh, so what about uh, Damien Hardwick's journey with, yep. with you uh, yep. on the lines? And obviously then he uh, became a triple premiership coach. Now he's got the gig at the Gold Coast. But what what was your relationship like during your playing days? Uh, really good. Um, I think, as I was talking about before, with those sliding doors moments, that I was out of contract at the end of 09 when he got appointed. Um, and he kept asking. He was like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? I eventually went in and said, mate, listen, I'm going to stay and whatever. Oh, come here, give us How a How close beer. were you leaving? Um, not really close. Like the the money was good to come across to to the pies and yeah. you leave a bit, Dane. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm a generous man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A win table. Yeah. Um, but look, I I really thought I'd only been there. What was that? Oh nine. So five years, I think, at the Tigers, and I probably felt like it was probably a little bit early. Had it been, and that was probably the reason why I left essentially in the um, in 2016 was because I had that opportunity and then the Pies went on to win the flag. I was like, well, if I don't go to the Giants and they <laughs> go on to win the flag, I'm going to be like, you know, once bitten, twice shot. Um, yeah. Once bitten, shot. Yeah, twice whatever, shot, yeah. Yeah, whatever that saying is. Um, so Dimo was great for me, mate. Like I really got along with him um, really well to the point where I'd ring him nearly straight after games and say, mate, how do we get better at this? Like, what, what can we actually do to... Um, to be a better side because I was I was impatient mm-hmm. essentially you know but um yeah he rode me pretty hard you know yep. and in terms of that you talk about that coaching that flair mm-hmm. a little bit out he was all about coaching the side to be of like team success and um it takes a little while to buy into that sort of thing I think with um you know when he's trying to develop a defensive game style as well but um yeah he, he mm-hmm. was mate. Uh, the, his ability to change what he was to, to what he got the boys to be in from 2016 onwards was um, you just got to tip your hat. Captain. But you mentioned sliding doors, mate. But he was ne- nearly a sliding door. He was nearly himself. out as well. And that, like I sat down because hence the relationship. Well, I sat down with him at a cafe and just said, "Mate, I'm thinking about changing clubs, and um, I'm at that point in time." Very similar to what he did this year. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm burnt out. I need a fresh start. Well, that's where I was. Yeah. Um, you know, and I and he said, "Well, I think you should go to the Giants." I was shit frightened to go yeah. to the Giants. I was like, "I don't want to go to Sydney." Um, you know, I young, I only had one uh, young daughter at that stage, planning on having more kids. Um, don't want to go up there, no support and whatever else. Um, but they are the best team in it. From you know, if you're looking from afar, I'd love to go to the Cats. Can I, let's see if we can orchestrate that. Um, yeah. That looks like a good place to play. Uh, money and everything else just didn't quite align. Came to the Cats probably too late for them to get their ducks in a row. And then, essentially, the dogs came along. They just won the flag. You know, it was a chance to potentially go there. Um, but, again, things just didn't align. And Wayne Campbell was constantly on to me about coming up to the Giants. And I had that in my ears. Oh nine, just don't make that same mistake. <laughs> go and have a crack. Um, yeah. um, the Tigers looked like the arse set was falling out. Of, you know, like it was... Um, well, they had uh, the loss that Essendon like had last week, didn't they? Yeah. Against Sydney in the last Oh, round. absolutely, man. I remember sitting yeah. on the couch just thinking... You, you were know, injured, yeah. I was injured at yeah. that point in time. Um, these poor bastards, like I can't. <laughs> I, the last game of the year, and you're getting done by 120 points. Yeah. Buddy's kicking seven or eight. Um, <laughs> poor old Rancy's just fighting a losing battle, <laughs> trying to hold up the damn wall. You know, and I just thought I can't go through another cycle of rebuild yeah. and being mediocre. Um, you know, watching other players, I reckon Bob Murphy probably sprung to mind. You know, a little bit in terms of like. Yeah. They, 
got to finals, but didn't quite get the ultimate. Do I want to be that for the rest of my um, career? Now, granted, he's a 300 game player at the one club and re- revered, but you know, I've got a chance to maybe change it. Is the one club thing dear to me as much as what potentially going to play in a side where you're not completely relied upon to be the best player every single week? You can chip in, you can just enjoy enjoy your footy again, and that's why I went and tried to experience that. But um, Dimmer was all for mate, go and experience. I want you to be a premiership player. I want you to experience what I've experienced as a player. Yep. Um, I think that's the best opportunity for you. And he did it twice uh, at Essendon and then in Port. Yeah. Uh, after changing. Yeah. Uh, This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What about the, um, before I ask you about your own journey, but how did you see him change from afar and obviously you still had mates there etc but yeah through through the premiership years yeah i think he just chipped away a few of the uh um, sharp edges you know in terms of he became more open to the to the boys in terms of what he needed to you know not be so protected and um on the on the boss and that's the way it is you know i think he opened himself up a fair bit but trent was big leader um you know leader in that as well and they just made it, you know, a, about telling stories, essentially, um, from what I can gather. Yeah. And they encourage boys to be themselves and mm-hmm. come in and not get too caught up in the, the win-loss, you know, riding that roller coaster that we do a lot in, in footy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, did we play the way we wanted to play? Yeah, we did. We still didn't quite mm-hmm. get the result, but, you know, keep doing this and I think we will. So I'll feel away from actually playing. I've... Just as, uh, hopefully this lines up as a memory, but I, I saw Andy Gowers before he was Hawthorne president. He was talking somewhere, some function about ten years ago. He said the best thing he did as a young family was move to Brisbane. Yeah. He said even though he's a Hawthorne premiership player and all that, just just to start again with young family and and having having to get out of your comfort zone with young kids, etc. What was that similar? To oh, in terms of life, mate, yeah. it's it's been terrific for me and my wife. Um, learn a hell of a lot about, mate. I lived in a, in a little bubble essentially. I mean, me and Malvin, my a mother-in-law and father-in-law in Hawthorne East support and they're 10 minutes into the club everything was easy yes you know but um, uh, I didn't like living the rest of your life purely just in Malvern <laughs> and, or in Melbourne <laughs> is sort of like surely there's more to life and Sydney was a great chapter in our, in our story where'd you live in Sydney uh, we're in Balmain so yeah. um, inner west 
Um, great little community for young families and whatever else. 25 minutes out of the club, 20 minutes to the beaches. Um, loved it. it you're essentially on a holiday for three years I was yeah. up there uh, because you're in, the, you're in the water from September right through until May. Um, you cope with it, don't Pardon? You'd cope with that? Yeah, you're no, more, more a pool well, guy though. Yeah, you? I'm a pool guy, but <laughs> the weather, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep, just never got asked to go to Giants, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> he should have come up with Dusty <laughs> with the heart yeah. and the high vis when he was going. Um, no, look, it, it was a great part of our yeah. life in terms of learning how to deal with just each other and not having um, her mum and father right there, mum and dad only a couple of hours away. Yep, it was. Um, yeah, mate, you learn a lot about yourself when you're on your pack alone. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the difference in that compared to, you know, you, you, when you were drafted and you're number one, etc. but you also were from a small country town. Yeah. And you had to get out of your comfort zone to be a big, big smoke in the city. Yeah. Oh, that didn't worry me as much, yeah. you know, because it was what I always wanted to do. So yes. I, um, it might be hard to believe, but I was pretty confident as a kid. <laughs> um, and come down and, you know, just wanted to earn the respect of the older boys, as you do as, as a kid when you come in. And yeah. it was... I was drafted with four or five other young blokes, but I was like, I'm not going to learn much off these four or five young blokes. Yeah, I, I know like, we'll hang out and whatever else, but the older boys are where I want to be. And yes. I was Wayne Campbell, Kane Johnson, Matty Richardson, Nathan Brown, probably too much time with Brownie. Um, <laughs> you know, I always said, let's go, let's go for lunch uh, anytime. Yeah. And I just wanted to pick their brain and, and be a sponge, you know, to the detriment of my relationship probably with the younger boys. Yep. But... I had goals and I had yeah. things that I wanted to achieve. So I was like, well, this is going to fast track me, surely. So then you start playing senior footy, you're in the team regularly, so you're, you're naturally with them more so. But um, many of the, young, the kids you got drafted with play many games? Um, well, Richie Tambling ended up playing yeah. 80 or 90, I reckon, yeah. at the Tigs. Finished with 130. Has anyone been under more... Scrutiny for something he didn't have any oh, control over. It's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Poor bugger. I, I feel so what are you sorry. About? <laughs> there is not one footy fan if you said Richard Tambling doesn't think of Buddy, Buddy Franklin. Franklin. It's yeah. just impossible. Man. What did yeah. he do? It's not his fault. It's yeah. the exactly. recruiter's fault. Yeah. yeah. It was Plough and uh, Plough wanted to take him at pick one. Um, <laughs> Who Tambling? Yeah. yeah. He, I don't, would would Plough still say that? Well, he, no, well, he has. I've read an article recently <laughs> where he said that, um, you know, we were tossing up between um, an, a side bet to that in, in a minute. But he, he said, well, yeah, we'd take, um, we were tossing that up. Yeah. And when he was still available at pick four, we we're like, oh, we've, we're just going to grab him. Yeah. We did have Richo. So, Buddy, yeah. I'm not sure how he fits into all that. But well, there's two alpha males there. Huge <laughs> alpha males. Big dogs. <laughs> And you don't get in Richo's uh, Ford 50. <laughs> so I'm not sure where the big fellow was going to play. But then we got Mitch Morton came across um, from West Coast and he, he was father-son, pick 35 or something to, to West Coast. And Palau, when he comes in, he's like, tell you what, if this kid was available, you know, pick one, we would have taken him. I was like, that's my draft, player. He did take pick one. <laughs> anyway, cheers, uh, Palau. But, but, but when you said you walked into the club and you just wanted to be a... I'm, I'm sensing that I'm hearing the difference between being pick one and being pick 60-odd. Oh, 58, I was, 58, mate. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> yeah man. Well, when were you? You were 05, we were 04. 04 draft. Yeah, man, I was 01. I, just, I, I didn't want to be seen nor heard. <laughs> I was, mate. I was too busy doing my own thing on the weekends, trying to get drink cards. That's what I was doing, <laughs> mate. Man, I didn't deserve it. I didn't, well, I didn't well, you deserve you know what? Now you have a career, post-career, and <laughs> yeah, you're so giving out drink cards. Yeah. So it worked well. Mate, I didn't deserve to be on AFL. At least I was a shithead. So, man, I was very, very lucky that I, I got drafted, but. Um, you know, so I mean, I wish I had that attitude early on. I would have played maybe a few more games, but um, it all worked out. Do you reckon Dane Swan would get drafted 
today with the shithead attitude you had? Or no. one. Pro- probably not. Because mm. they have so much background and stuff yeah. these days. Mm. Like no phones back there, no nothing. <laughs> um, so it was just basically your tape on the weekend. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to play three good games in the attack cup when we won the flag. So um, that's what I got drafted right on the back. That's what I got drafted on the back on. Yeah, because like uh, Brett's obviously player manager. We're talking before like you got to start recruiting these kids at sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, mate, sixteen. And I, I didn't play for the Cannons till I was seventeen. I was, I was lucky to make combined sides in the Essendon League. So like, it wasn't like old. I'm not sure Brett would have been recruiting me <laughs> like at 16 trying to get me. I would have signed up with him. He would have been the only manager to talk to me. <laughs> Fuck, he would, some, he would have some headaches on some sad days of money. I'm not sure we should have fucking recruited him. <laughs> you reckon has Liam said that a few times, has he? Yeah, no, well, mate, Pickering's lucky. Like, I've, I've, everyone, me and Ablett, the only two have stuck with him. Buddy, fucked off. Penderbury. <laughs> Jack? S- Jack, no, Jack, Jack, Jack's, Jack's still there. Yeah. Jack's still there, yeah. So, um, but I've probably given him the most headaches, but... <laughs> Probably for the least amount of money because all those blokes have made much more money than me. So with with GWS, obviously that's that's uh, from an outsider, that's your worst nightmare, isn't it? Uh, As in the Tigers winning the year that you. Oh, lived. mate, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I've told this story plenty of times, but um, it's yeah. Who would have thought that? The biggest part for me before that ended up happening was that I got to play him in a prelim. I never played in a prelim, so first time. Um, it's my 250th <laughs> uh, and own against mob. my old mob yeah. on the MCG. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but were you fully fit that year? Nah, yeah, uh, you, you, I, so I missed sure. 18, 19 games at the start of the year That's uh, hard. just from my calf. Oh, yeah. Feeling great. First six weeks of preseason, awesome. And I said to him, listen, I'll come in, I'll do a bit, but I should be just easing in, getting it right. No, 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 we'll get you in, we'll get you going. Yeah. Dane, uh, there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's no, no good. Especially <laughs> for the older blokes. Well, it's not, the work more you train during an off-season, the more chance you've got to be injured. You need just a slow <laughs> ramp up. Slow ramp up. Absolutely. And that, that's what it would have been if you had to stayed at Richmond, but yes. new fitness boss. And I wanted to impress as well, so you're, you're doing as much as you can and whatever else, but... 18 weeks on the sidelines, come in, played some good footy, started to build into some good footy going into the finals. Right before, the, on the eve of the finals, in that stupid week off that we have. Yeah. Um, my, had, I've had problems with my Achilles right throughout, so I ended up with some tendonitis in that. Um, yeah, I mat- tried to manage that right through the final series. Could hardly walk by the end of games and whatever else, but I've never used that as an excuse. I played shithouse on that that day. Yeah. Um, mostly probably mental. I was uh, I was nowhere. Like to were the, the boys supportive out there? The, the you, Richmond boys? Your old teammates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real supportive. Um, Give us some examples. Uh, well, I didn't touch it in the first quarter. Uh, I had a couple of tackles. Um, so defensive yeah, side. Yeah, no, great. Absolutely. I participated. Yeah. <laughs> Brownlow votes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. The umpires were really watching. But Josh Caddy comes to me at quarter time. He goes, fuck you out here, right? I was like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't need you. I said, none of these blokes even like you. They've told me. Um, and then Stevie J come over the top. He's like, yeah, I've heard too. They think you're a stinking bloke like this. So apparently after the game, poor old Cad's just sitting there and he's like, yeah, all down in the mouth. And he said, Gregor said, what's wrong, mate? He said, oh, mate, apparently... Lid said none of you blokes like me. And Greg is like, mate, oldest trick in the book. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but Dusty come past and he give me one in the back. I wasn't watching. I was just yeah. running back to position. And he sniped me. He's just started being a hero. Greg come over the top. So my good mates, yeah. the ones that get you the worst. Um, but I was just, I was nowhere. I sat on the bench in the third quarter and I was just like, I don't want to go back out. Put the vest on me. Yeah. Um, Did you put the vest on? Nah, Dylan no. Shield had already been knocked oh, okay. out from Koch. Yeah. Um, How dare he? Yeah. Uh, and so I ended up, um, yeah, playing out the last quarter. Got four or five, so I filled yeah. the boots <laughs> to, get, to get to a, a lofty 11. Um, 
And, yeah, mate, look, it was one of the worst experiences that I've ever had on a footy field, to be yeah. completely honest with you. Um, and then that next week, you know, we on Mad Monday and whatever else and um, trying to drown your sorrows, but didn't watch any of the grand final, thinking that Adelaide, they're the best team. They should <laughs> just come out and get it done. I went to the zoo. Um, <laughs> uh, never been to the Melbourne or the uh, Sydney, 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 Sydney Zoo. Yeah. Never been to that. Well, so at least you were in Sydney. No, one yeah. no, no one knew who I was yeah. there. Um, yeah, so just cruising around. Um, my wife wouldn't let me watch the, the game. She was just like, no, nah, you just get, get out of your head, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just checked my phone late in the day thinking the game will be done by now. Yeah. 25 minutes into the last quarter, Richmond's up by 35 points. Phone into the wall, <laughs> cracked it, screaming, carrying on. Apologise to my wife, I can't believe I've done this to you. I brought you up here and all this. Um, but, yeah, mate, it was um, it was tough. Yeah. I handled it appallingly, but um, mate, I was emotional, yeah. I'm sure you've thought of it, so I hope I'm not being an ass. I'll ask you this. Would you rather be you in that situation or Nathan Jones in his situation? Um, so his entire career and then yeah. he's, still, he's still physically able and he's there. Yeah. That's a good question. You haven't been asked that. I've never yeah. been asked that question. Um, you have to be so lucky to win a flag, yes. you know, is how I'll probably answer this. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to be right place, right time, and hoping <laughs> – and that's how I look at it now is that even if I was at Richmond, there's no guarantees that I would have been, one, fit, more two, um, yes. ability-wise to be able to stand up and play in that side. So it's all hindsight and crystal balling, you know, that yep. you just have no idea about. And I, um, yeah, I, I feel for Jonesy because he, he went through all the shit years at Melbourne. Uh, I remember standing next to him at the pisser at uh, Cushion uh, on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And we just beaten him by 80 points. And he goes, how bad are we going? <laughs> we weren't playing finals and we'd beaten them by 80 points. He goes, oh, I said, oh, well, cheers, mate. <laughs> well, um, he's to yeah. being a shit team. Um, but, yeah, like I watched uh, watch that with interest in him and feel so sorry for him that he didn't get his, his opportunity. But it was the right call because he wasn't yeah. in their best mix, you know. Um, and I wouldn't wish how I felt on anyone, no. you know, because it's a, it's a miserable feeling. But, um, mate, I, I'm, I made my choice and that was what I did. Did it – um, did those feelings go away? In time. Yeah. Yeah, it takes time. And I had Jack's wedding not long after um, yeah. that, which was really tough because a lot of your, your best mates are there and they just experience it all. And they're on eggshells as well because yeah. they know how hard it would have been for me to be there. You wouldn't need the pretend smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just, alcohol does that. <laughs> it puts that face on. Yeah. Um, you know, so look, I, um, yeah, it, it takes time. Yeah. But, I eventually ended up, like, I apologised to all the boys and how I handled it because I didn't speak to them for ages and I was, I was just shitty. Not, And it wasn't with them, essentially. It was just that I'd, I was there for 12 years and we, and we weren't yeah. able to get anything done. But then all of a sudden, and I used us as the example, he goes out, wins a brown line, becomes yeah. the best player in the comp. Yeah. He probably already was that. Where was this fucking three years yeah, ago? Yeah. Well, it was a bit like that, but they also, the whole team started to play really well together, yeah. you know, so... Um, I, I just, the ones I can't have are the nuffies that go and go, well, it was good. You know, you leaving really helped us. Yeah. I was like, I know you're trying to be nice, but yeah. what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so I was, a, I was a shipman. Was I? <laughs> you got rid of me and you got into some other players that were way better. I was like, uh, yeah, so I, I appreciate it. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Thanks, <laughs> mate. So in the end, you, your body just couldn't get right at GWS and you had to sort of say that that's it? Yeah. Well, I got right for... Groups of games, yes. essentially, but not... Um, to your level, I mean. I'm yeah, I never got to the point where I was really humming, I don't yep. think. Um, 
the best I felt was probably in that semi-final. We actually ended up losing to Collingwood um, down here at the G. And we were, the team was just starting to come back together, but we just couldn't quite get it done on that night. Is that 18? That was 18, yeah. yeah. But then we would again met Richmond um, <coughs> yeah. in, the, in the prelim. <laughs> so yeah. who knows what would have happened there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just never – I ended up retiring off the back of playing in that the snow game up at Canberra when we played Hawthorne and we got oh, yeah. Clark oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when he ran around at their training session, we are all in long sleeves. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? It was snowing. Um, <laughs> Nick McCarf and um, missed the next four or five weeks but then came back for a final game in the um, yep. in that final. Uh, you, you, what, what you and Jonesy have in common, you're really good in the media. I, I don't know if it's, that's part of it. And I'm really enjoying your ABC work. And I reckon after 2020, were you on air on the Sunday after the Tigers won 2020? It was almost like you could then relax and enjoy a bit yeah. as, a, as a Richmond person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I was always on, yeah, just a, I'm surprised you listen to ABC. It's, um, <laughs> my Ralph listens to everything. <laughs> yeah. It's um, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. worry. I'm ahead of time. No, it was, it was more so that I was, I'd finished. So I had no control over whoever yeah. won and whatever was going on. Um you know, I and it was off the back of COVID, and it was just it was a mixed up year, wasn't it? But 100%. I, um, yeah, could probably start to. And I spoke to Wayne Campbell at um, at great length about this. Is like, mate, you're always going to be a Richmond person. You spent 12 years of your life there. You're a life member. Um, y- y- it's time to let go of the animosity that you've got towards them. Yep. And I. Um, was like, you know what, I'm going to sit here and have a couple of beers on my own, mind you, with the fire pit out the back because uh, we couldn't have people over and um, watch them win it and then watch the storm win the, the flag the next day as well. So it was a good little double. But I, are you emotionally invested in anything now or you just could call it as you said, or like do you this year, would you like Richmond or next year, Richmond or GWS to win it? Or do you have any interest in the sides you play for or are you now just watch footy basically as... Because it's your job, or do you love watching yeah. footy? Uh, I watch it more so for my players to play well. Um, yeah, yeah. The boys that I'm looking after and, and the teams that they're involved in. Um, more and I am like Richmond. If they go on to win it, that'd be fantastic. But I'll, there's not a lot of players there that um, that I play with that are still yeah. like they're all starting to die off. As, yeah. as, that's what happens. The Giants are the same. I've yeah. still got a lot of um, good mates that are up there, um, and I'm enjoying watching them go about their work at the moment. But I'm not that invested, and I never have been. Even as a yeah. kid, I wasn't diehard one way or the other. We go to the footy every weekend, and this is how it has to be. I watch the good players and watch the way they play, yeah. and try and take little bits out of that, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm not that emotionally invested. But you know, if the Tigers win it, that'd be fantastic. My girls are Tigers now. Oh. They, they spent one week as a Giants player at their Oz <laughs> kick the first yeah. time, and there was no one else, so okay. they sat back <laughs> real quick <laughs> and then joined the crew of about fifty, you know, yeah. to go and sing the song after Oz kick. But um, yeah, they, they they enjoy going along and being t- spending time at games yeah. and whatever else, which is great. You yeah. take them, mate? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like how old? Uh, eight, five, and two. Yeah, like, I don't take the two-year-olds. That's no. that's just nightmare. But, um, <laughs> no, they. Do you they, know what that's like, though? I'm, I haven't taken my two-year-old to the footy. No, no way. About f- what time? About four or five? Four or five? Yeah. 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 We've started quizzing dads. We, we I went to the footy for the first time in a long time as a spectator because I work there, and we started quizzing dads on the way out. Oh, how old's he? 
Stephen's like, yeah, I reckon that's the age because I've got a two-year-old as well. And Stephen's like, no fucking chance. Because if he has a tantrum, it's going to ruin my experience watching yeah. the game. So yeah. I reckon five, this little boy uh, that we saw the other day was seven and it was his first game. I was like, that's late, isn't it? Seven? Yeah. Because they've been po- playing. My stuff's Paw Patrol. I don't know what football is. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know calling what it is. Yeah. My, my girls came along, uh, well, the eldest came along as like a two, three-year-old because I was going to watch the Giants anyway. But she just wanted to go to eat the chips, you know, yeah. so, which, which yeah. is fine. Um, but they like the experience of being there. All the people, they just got a million questions. What's going on with that? It's like, yeah. So you're not, yeah, you're not there to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's there for the experience, riding the train in and whatever yeah. else. Like it's, um, but the club did it really well. Going to ride the train in, Dane, with Tate one day? Dane doesn't know whether he lives in Paran. He's not sure where well, Windsor or Paran Station oh, Mikey, are. Mikey, one, I'm not, I don't understand. You don't have Mikey. to use a Mikey. We've told you this. Okay, tap on and tap off. Well, use your phone. I'll be like. new system by the time you're. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, hopefully, hopefully I never used to ride the train either, no. mate. But um, <laughs> children, yeah. it's not even kids. It's just easier because yeah. it's it's not good though when there's sixty thousand people going to the train yeah. after their MCG mm, game. Yeah. Um, well, that's where GWS would have been good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, absolutely. There's no one. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and just Fish, put a bit more meat on the boat about your journey to be a player manager. Uh, yeah, so I started off as um, like a lot of players do, thinking you're going to be a coach when, yeah. you, I mean, when you finish footy. Um, I'm sure you have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no one's ever asked. No one's ever asked me. No, I'm, you don't I'm, have to you wait for people to ask footy. you everything. I, if someone asked me to do it, I'd listen. I'd, I'd say yes to anything once. Yeah. Someone asked me to go help someone. I would do it. Yeah, yeah but knock it till you tried it. Yeah, but also a bit like you said earlier off yeah, about or low playing local footy. It's probably a bit more. <laughs> Probably a bit more beneficial for me to be playing. For the Dates Foundation. This for the Dates Foundation. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, the professionalism of the AFL world might take up too yeah, much of your time. Too many hours. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you don't get. You obviously don't get paid like a player. But you know, if you get, if that's what all you know, well, that's all mm. you know. It's a question from afar. Why do you, why if you're a really good coach and you were a really good player and you think you can impart that knowledge, do you have to be really good at coding? Coding, yeah, that's a great question, and that's essentially why I don't like it. Right, um, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of good mates that are coaches, and yeah. I, I don't understand, especially with young families, how they give up that much time to yeah. watch a game back for eight hours. Oh, after no, a game. Throw off three over three different views, <laughs> mate. It's horrible. No, yeah, um, surely you can see the trends in the game and be like, yeah. I'll, I'll teach him how to do that a little bit better, yeah. and away we go, and we'll be better. But get a, get yeah. a computer guy to do the yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, or a boat robot. Um, yeah. No, so I was at Hawthorne for six months, yeah. um, which was good. I was supposed to play at Box Hill, which I wasn't that fond of um, <laughs> as a development coach. Um, yeah. What were you? Were you Australian assistant or were you development? Nah, development. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I always only wanted to be development, really, just to work with the kids and try and help bring them along. Yeah. Um, COVID hit, last one in, first one out. Yeah. Um, and then tried my hand at some labouring, landscaping, that sort of stuff. Wasn't for me. Uh, lasted yeah. three days of labouring. Early starts, not yeah. for you. No, nah, nah, early start, I don't mind, but my back was yeah. not interested. Um, yeah. Well, Dane's just ended the workforce this year. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, no, His work's a little different, though. Yeah, bro, yeah. Can I, uh, yeah man, you? these hands, no, they've never had calluses on them in their life. <laughs> no, not for these me. hands are for picking up chopsticks at Nobu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, a, not a trail on a work site. No, no, I don't know what a trail is. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing a couple of things. My cousin, family owned KPI, just like a um, construction company, labour, like traffic management, so just. Client relations, I think my job is. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 It's a you, fluffy job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you laugh. It's a fucking serious job. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Um, How many hours? A week? Uh, a day. Until they kick him out. No, nah, Thursdays maybe <laughs> 9 to 12. Have you got a, a loyalty card? That's a great job. Yeah, a loyalty good. card at Nova yet? Uh, I don't pay. 
my cousin. Yeah, oh, it's good, mate. If you need some labour, I try to get, give KPI a call. Yeah, careful. Sorry, yeah. so back to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then so obviously that stuff didn't work yeah. out. But I, I've had, I've been with my manager since I was sixteen, essentially. So I, and I'd always like been in, um, inquisitive about what management was and how it works, and thought, you know, I think that. You know, using my knowledge in the game, I think I could really relate to young players and have a little niche um, opportunity. But I, yeah, said, mate, I'd love to. And he said, mate, well, if you're going to get in, uh, I want you to have skin in the game, essentially. And I was like, mate, I'm not sure if you've noticed, I've just retired. I haven't got a job. (laughs) Um, I'm not just, you know, money's not rolling in. But, yeah, mate, essentially um, now invested in the business, um, not going anywhere, staking the game, so to speak. and. Really trying to build it, mate. From um, being a um, you know a company that has you know 35, 40 clients to you know really be a um, you know Paul Connors is probably the yeah, benchmark so at the moment <laughs> with where he's at. He's he's yeah. been in the same amount of time as my um, my boss and, and manager at the time. Um, so sorry, what's the company called? Max, Max Sports, Max MSP. Sports, yeah. yeah, Max Sports Promotions. Just yeah. footballers, women, cricketers, jockey. Yeah, no. no, just footy at the moment. Yeah. I think in time we'll move more towards you know being that. I'm, I'm a I was a mad cricketer yeah. back in the yeah. day. Um, so yeah, was, sorry, it's funny you said that because um, when we did our just message that you were available, I was at the footy with Damien Fleming. He looked over my shoulder and said he, he was that uh, he was in the coaching academy when you were coming yeah. through. Yeah, so I uh, was yeah lucky to be a part of the. It's called like a diamonds in the rough in country group of players that come down. Is Luke Hodge part of that or not? Uh, not when I was. Hodge is right. a bit older than me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I uh, got to field for Victoria out yep. there against the Indians. Um, met little master, little Sachin Tendulkar, uh-huh. which was awesome. One of my life experiences. Um, but yeah, I love cricket. Um, yep. You know, Matty Elliott's a Kai boy. Um, used to play for Victoria. He gave me one of his sticks and used to take me under his wing, which was awesome. But. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'd love to get into that in yeah. in um in time, but at this point in time, we're f- fully focused just on footy and men um, and women's, or just men, just men at the men, moment. Yeah. Um, I think what we would like to do is have a, a female come in and be able to uh, and, and do the girl stuff. Yeah. Um, but at this point in time, just just the men. Um, but love it, you know, being able to work with kids, not on that, I've got to watch eight hours of your vision to go and take you back through it, but to be able to say, here's that we've got a program that could just cuts up their vision, go through it, watch their game with them, say, well, this is what I would do, this is what the best players would do, um, start to try that. And then when they come back to you the next week and they're like, mate, that actually works. It's like, yeah, I know, that's why the good players are good at that, you know? So what, do you seriously have start speaking to them at... 15, 16. So we'll go and watch uh, the, the best kids in the 16. So like your Northern Knights, Calder Cannons, all yep. those teams will play around Robin in around Easter. Then the best kids from that go up to the Gold Coast um, and they'll play the national champs. You're not actually allowed to start talking until, until October 1 of that year. Okay, yeah. um, so you've got all this work on them. You know who all the best kids are, but you can't talk to them until then. Then you put your case forward and then you hope they choose you and see the benefit in what you can do. Um, and a 16-year-old... Brett Delidio or 16-year-old Dane Swan, have they got more more scope for improvement in your eyes? Uh, are you comparing the pair? Is that no, what I'm saying? asking you, yeah. If you've got a kid that maybe he's got some rough edges about him compared yeah. to a kid who's very, very serious at 16. Yeah. It, it's funny because you look more not so much at their ability but their body shape and their um, – you, you do look at their ability. They've got to be able to still find the footy, yeah, in, my, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't. If I look at a kid and he's had three touches, I'm like – How's that going to translate? He might grow. He might grow into something. He might have had a bad day. But um, if I'm looking at Swanee coming out, and there's kids that are built the same way as Swanee now that get it 35 times, you're like, this kid can just find it. Mm. Um, yeah. 
but is he a man child already at 16 and yes. he's just bigger than everyone so he's just bullying yeah. him so it might not translate you know whereas there might be a skinny kid who's like my, the, my build when I was coming through at 184 85 but built like a rake that can take some overhead grabs and kick the ball really well and you're like oh the, the scope for him looks yeah. really impressive yep um so it's it's really different if you're looking at a midget though like a, a kid who's only like one you know 65 yeah. 67 they're like oh, I hope he grows. you want to hope he grows because it's re- you got to be so good at that sort <laughs> of height um they're talking about this nick watson who's 170 this year coming through being pick five or something but if you watch him live like he's got some serious tricks he's he's a really good player caleb daniel was probably similar but he was pick uh 60 or something yeah um, but there's a reason why a, a crawl for a Caleb Daniel or a Brett Harvey are, are outliers because it is so because they're so harder. good, yeah. But it's so much harder, yeah. yeah. Well, it is so hard, yeah. um, and that's why they probably go more towards the back end of the draft yeah. than, than the top end. But um, did, you, did you have to go to? Did you have to go get a um, a degree or, or yeah, you got to be accredited, yeah, yeah through the AFLPA. You have to be accredited, um, which yeah. he is, um, <laughs> is he? Yeah, who is? Um, yeah, no worries, right, mate. We're done. Uh, yeah, he's a fully <laughs> he's a fully accredited agent. Would you believe? So, oh, um, you going to try and poach him, get him under you? Yeah, well, I have spoken to him about it, but no, he's fully invested in his own. Um, yeah, the gambling, gambling gabble. stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. and <laughs> probably better off keeping that yeah. separate for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Can we hear some free bets, kids. This isn't the journey of yeah. AFL stardom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's got to be fully accredited. I studied for an exam that went for. Mm. I hadn't done an exam since you know year eleven, oh, twelve right. at school. Oh, I was knackered by the end of it. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so I'll never be a player manager. <laughs> no, there's another one we can rule out. <laughs> no. Hey, thanks so much for coming in. Absolute pleasure. Thanks Brett Delidio, if you want to get hold of him via Max Sports and Sam, we'll put the link up on our uh, on our socials as well. Sure, will. Thank you.